Whenever we run live channel audits on the vidIQ channel, we typically have lots and lots of gamers. They want to know the same thing. What it takes to succeed on YouTube as a gamer. How do you stand out as a gamer? Should you do one game or multiple games? What happens if you're into lots of things? How do you really stand out and get those subscribers, get those views? On today's episode of Cheap Talk, we're going to deep dive into the gaming niche and what it takes to be successful. If gaming is your thing, you're going to really dig this episode. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. Now, of course, gaming is one of those really, really popular niches, but that also makes it really, really difficult to stand out. So today on Tube Talk, I got our local resident guru. He is known as the gaming whisperer. Well, I'm not sure if he is, but he is now because he really understands gaming channels. He really understands what it takes to get those views get those eyeballs and succeed in the gaming world. And he's going to share all his details with us. Dan, welcome to Tube Talk. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Gaming Whisperer, by the way. That's going to be a, a shirt you're so going to have to get made now. Right? Thanks for having me make new business cards. That's uh, great. Listen, that's, that's, all we, that's all we do here. Um, so, Dan, for those who don't know, who is Dan in a tweet? Who is Dan in a tweet? Uh, well... I am someone who enjoys video games, someone who enjoys content creation, someone who doesn't know which he enjoys more, and, uh, you know, just really lucky. Lucky's the last one. Okay. I like lucky. Lucky. You need a bit of luck every once in a while, right? Yes. Oh, so, Dan, you know, as I said, we do a lot of these channel audits, we do a lot of these live streams, and you know that we gave we get so many gaming channels coming through saying, hey help me out here. What do I do? And everything from Fortnite to Minecraft to games we've never even heard of. And everybody's trying to kind of get it into that industry. So I thought today I'm going to pick your brains, but I'm going to ask you slightly different questions. And the question is, what mistakes are you finding that people are making by doing a gaming channel? When it comes to the gaming channels, there's just, I mean, there's a litany of mistakes that I made that my friends have made, uh, the, you know, I'm sure that the, the big dogs have made who are currently at tens of millions of subscribers. And uh, as time has gone on, it's only been easier and easier to make those mistakes. So the biggest one out of the gate, I think, and the easiest one to make when you're just starting is just doing Let's Play content. And I, I can't say that's like a hard stop. That's a mistake. A Let's Play is kind of what it sounds like. It's when you turn on a game and you are just playing it with your audience. A let's play. So I I, I mean, maybe people have their own definition of, of what makes a let's play versus what makes a review. Uh, but I consider let's play content to be the, the kind you see where it's episodic. And people just kind of pick up a game and they do a walkthrough or a let's play or whatever you want to call it. Basically, uh -huh. they're just playing it with their audience. Okay, so we're all playing together, but essentially the audience kind of is a passive participant in this. They're listening, and you're the ones who's going through the motions, 
And we all do that when we game anyway. We all scream at the scream at our computers or we scream at our gaming stations. And essentially, it's just recording my reaction as I'm taking through the steps, right? Yeah, that's a fantastic way to put it to, yeah, to somebody who's never seen a gameplay video before. That's okay. kind of what you can imagine. It's the fact that people do Let's Play content and they wonder, why did nobody watch? My my Let's Play is just as good as everybody else's. I, I've spent money on a nice computer. I spent money on a nice microphone. I've been practicing in front of the mirror for weeks. I've recorded my first video. I, I did the best I could possibly do. My friends genuinely told me they liked it. Why, why did nobody find it? Why did nobody see it? And it's because, and nowadays this is more true than ever, the let's play market in general is saturated. Uh, you'll you'll do a video. You'll do Minecraft, say, episode one. And you might actually get some views on that because episode one or part one is actually a pretty strong search term in, in gaming. I don't know how it is with other sectors of YouTube for certain things. But in gaming, people love to type the game's name and then episode one because they want to see where it's going to start. So you might actually get traction from an episode one. Beyond that, though, I've been discouraging people lately from even using episode numbers because it does Whoa. it does two things. For one, it puts you in that mode of just, okay, now I'm just going to play the game. Episode two, three, four, five. Now I have 10 videos. This is great. I have over a week's worth of content now. Fantastic. But no one's searching for Minecraft episode two, three, four, et cetera. The other thing it does is it 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 doesn't help you craft your video from the start. I like to make a video, and the first thing I decide is the title. And I decide the title by thinking, what's the question I'm going to answer in this video? Because if you're answering a question, there's a really good chance someone's going to find the video. Nice. Rather, nice. Yeah. Rather than you just playing Minecraft, why should someone watch your content? Because what people seem to forget is when you're brand new, when you're first starting out, you might be the best there ever was legitimately, but no one's going to know that because you have zero subscribers and you haven't, you haven't earned that clout yet with the community no one's found you yet you have to offer value that's true in any niche on youtube offering value absolutely right. and i like i like that tip of thinking with the consumer in mind what are they searching for right and that's so true in gaming i think that's something that gets completely lost in the process it just sounds so fun to record a game and it is a lot of fun but you, you know, it's it's more than just playing the game. It, it takes work. And people say, play what you enjoy. The reason they say that is because that that's only part of it. You know, you still need to be doing something to provide value to that community because that's how YouTube works. It's a search engine and people search for things they're wondering about. So what can you solve? What What is your Let's Play doing that, that no other is doing? Okay, so you're saying is when I'm thinking of Let's Play, not recording it for the sake of recording it is fun for episode zero as you're getting out the gate, mm -hmm. but have a clear purpose. What do you want to achieve in your Let's Play episodes? Yeah, is what, and, is what I'm hearing. Yes, and I will say one more thing. I think that it's okay to do a, a 10, 20, 30 episode run of a game if you've never done YouTube before and you just need practice. But I tell people that and I tell them, I just want you to know it's 2020 and people have done that to death and probably no one's going to see it if you're not really providing that value up front. If, if your let's plays aren't really tutorializing people on anything they're curious about or showing someone a new trick or a tip that they've never seen before and it's literally just game title episode blank. 
I found diamonds, you know, everyone, everyone, no one's going to find that everyone's found diamonds before they don't need you to tell them how to find diamonds. So I just warn people use that time on YouTube, that beginning time as practice and go in knowing it's practice. Don't let the numbers discourage you because they will be discouraging. Oh, love that. Ignore the numbers, rather skill up, rather level up your own skills, the way that you're presenting, the way that you're talking to camera, the way that you're talking whilst playing the game. Are you engaging? Are you funny? Will people tune in? Get better and better with that. That should be your focus rather than worried about how many views you got as you're starting out the gate. It's new. It's going to take a while to get right. And that's a beautiful, beautiful tip to kind of for people who are thinking, I want to do it, but I'm not so sure I can. Great. Go and do it and see what happens, essentially. Right. Love love that idea. Okay. So tip number one, be specific. Have a purpose. If you're going to do Let's Play, um, understand that it's going to take a while to get a bit of traction and bring yourself to the party. What are you bringing? Why would you be different than a bazillion other Let's Play channels that are doing similar stuff? That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Okay. So episode number one, we're done. We now have a purpose. Now we're clear. What happens next? Well, uh, as far as what to do next, I, I always like to think of the community around a game because something unique about gaming, I mean, I, I shouldn't say totally unique because if, you're, if you do product reviews on your channel, the people who are marketing that product are also trying to grow too. But that's what I'm driving at with games, especially as game developers, that world is just as competitive as the YouTube space. People are making games and they're trying to get them seen by people. So in a sense, you can you can jump in that in that wheelhouse with them and you guys can both grow. They can grow their game. You can grow your channel by supporting each other in that in that regard. So let's I'm going to talk about niching down a second because that's kind of where I'm going with this. (laughs) Niching down is something that a lot of people struggle with. They, they like to play a bunch of different games. And that's, again, just like the Let's Play thing I was talking about a minute ago. That's great when you're just first starting out. Find your game. Find your niche. You know, if, if, you, if you like a lot of different games, see which one's kind of resonating with your audience the most. But right. then try and stick to that niche, at least the genre of the game, if not one game in particular. But most games, especially that have like larger developer teams behind them, have large communities that are full of fans of the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have a space for people to share their creations, including screenshots and videos and live streams and what have you. So if Ooh. you if you can ingratiate yourself into that community of people who already love this thing that you love, you're now more a part of it than just it's, it goes beyond YouTube. It's not just Absolutely. about making a YouTube video anymore. Now it's about being in a, a, a niche community of people. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, that game developers already niche down. You know, you don't, they're going to release updates for the game and you don't have to think about that part. You just, you just cover it. Well, the nice thing is it's a built in audience, right? Yeah. It's people who just like you, they love the game so much that they're willing to share their tips. They're willing to share their content, their screen grabs. Maybe it's a little um, repeated GIF or GIF. I still say GIF, but you know, that's what, that's what it is within the built in audience. And it's so good for you to tap into that. So I love the idea of using your community, also hearing what kind of questions they have, where they stuck, where people need the most help. Those are beautiful, beautiful titles for you to jump in on 
and solve people's problems. So especially when you're kind of wondering, should I do a Let's Play or maybe a different spin on a gaming channel? Isn't this an amazing place for you to get all your next video ideas? Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've played games before, indie games that, that have a lot of potential and a strong niche. I've joined their discords with hundreds of people in them and, and thought, okay, cool. And I've just kind of lurked in chat and watched you know, stuff pass by, like, look at this thing I made or look mm -hmm. at this trick I found. And what I've done is I've made a video about that person's post and I'm always careful to credit that person nice. in the video. I say, hey, I was in the blank discord and I saw this thing that so-and-so built and I thought I'd show you how it works because I just wanted to draw attention to it. This is so cool. Wow. Good job. So-and-so it it's that's that all goes back and feeds into a community and you'll rarely find somebody who gets upset with you for stealing their idea because you've given them credit. You've you found this on the Discord that they publicly posted to everybody. Right, absolutely. Okay, Dad, one of the big questions that we get asked all the time, and I mean, you can attest to this as well. People say, look, I love more than one game. Uh, yep. Maybe I'm a specialist in the one, but I also really enjoy playing another game or perhaps even a third game. What do I do on my channel? I don't want to be doing just one thing. And in mind of niching down, how do we help someone who loves to do multiple things? It, it's it's tough because everyone, and myself included, loves more than one game. I mean, as someone who loves video games, you tend to love games, plural. So, And you feel like I could bring something to all these different games I own. And I always try to tell people, like, if you're going to swap games, and most gaming channels will, you just want to stay in the same kind of lane. You want to stay in, stay in the same genre. Because if you go from Minecraft, which is a survival building crafting experience, to Halo, which is a first-person shooter experience, and there is some fun little crossovers you could do. Microsoft even has little fun Halo um, skins mm -hmm. and stuff you can get for Minecraft. All that aside, eventually you're going to have an audience that likes first-person shooters and you're going to have an audience that likes Minecraft. And that's going to slow down your content because now you're trying to cater to two different audiences all the time. And there's this tug of war with them. There's a tug of war internally with you as a creator. And it's kind of, I like to think of it like this. If you have a, a DIY channel and you fix cars, but you also renovate homes as your day job, you are probably really good at both of those things. And you probably would love to make content if you had time to do something like that. On both of those subjects. Right. But how will you manage that? That's two totally different worlds of people. Fixing a house is nothing like fixing a car, other than the fact that you're a very impressive human who's handy in, in either <laughs> case. So you could certainly try. You would be very busy. And you you would struggle with getting your your search down because now your channel is about two totally different things. And yes. you're building these two different audiences. And even YouTube is like... What, who, what, where's this guy going? You know, <laughs> their algorithm appreciates it when you niche down as much as you can. Yeah. And don't forget the audience also needs to have that stability. You know, if you're coming here for one type of content, that's the content I want to get. I don't want to get lots of different stuff because that's not what I'm here. I'm here because you're a specialist at Minecraft. You're a specialist at fixing your car. You're a specialist at the DIY, but you're a specialist in that, and that's why I'm here. If you're a specialist at DIY, and all of a sudden you start doing photography tips, that gets weird now, yeah. right? Uh, if you continuously go and jump across different channels or different genres, what we used to call a variety channel, 
then you'll still grow. It's just going to be much slower. So I guess what you're saying is pick your love that you love the most, stick with it, and perhaps at a certain time, either transition the channel to another game or create a secondary channel, perhaps, which is not advisable for everyone, but create a secondary channel and perhaps take some of that audience over into that channel who perhaps love you and then they're willing to follow you into something else. Yeah. I, well, and I want to add another example too. Uh, it's think about it this way. Let's say you're out in a public place and you witness something crazy, like an explosion, right? And you film it, you get it on camera. Like this thing's on fire. It's going to blow. You pull out your camera, you film it. Kaboom. goes viral. 2 million, 3 million, 4 million views. And you had the foresight to make sure to include a little subscription, like call to action in that video. And people subscribe to your channel you've just made a channel about things that explode or things that kind of happen in the world that are crazy. If you turn around and you have, you know, a million subscribers on that channel, whatever it may be, and you start vlogging and things like that, that audience is going to be like, ah, I'll wait till the next explosion video. Right. And so the message it sends to YouTube as well is, hey, beautiful channel, million subscribers, six people watch your, your content. Maybe your content isn't good. That's the message YouTube is going to be picking up because that's what the number indicate. Another reason is, by the way, why sub for sub never, ever works. Right. I like to throw that in at every opportunity I get <laughs> yes. just to kind of get that point home. Okay, so we have a clear purpose. We know what we're doing. We are willing to niche down, sometimes reluctantly, but we're willing to take that next step. What other mistake are you seeing in the gaming world? Well... Uh, and, and this is one that, that it just really depends on your lifestyle, but I see time and time again, a, a confusion and some, some chaos when it comes to managing a content schedule. There's, especially in gaming, I guess this started a few years ago and I don't think it's as true these days, but there was a time where, especially in gaming, we all believed we needed to upload daily videos, like seven days a week. We need to have at least one video going out every single day. Mm -hmm. And maybe at a time that was a thing, but now people are burning themselves out very quickly. They start a brand new channel and they're like, okay, here I go. Daily gaming videos, take one. And they just do, and they, they make that first mistake too of, of just episodic let's play content. Cause then now they've run out of steam. Now they have given themselves themselves no time to research what people are asking about the game. No time to answer any questions. I, especially with a new channel, would love to dis to discourage anyone from doing that. I think it should be about very handcrafted quality videos. Quantity isn't going to do it anymore. People are using YouTube as a search engine, and they're not searching for just a person playing daily games, like just playing them. There's no value there. Absolutely. You're not answering Absolutely. any questions. And the world has changed. And I think that's one thing that you and I are seeing quite a lot of is people are doing what they used to do two, three, four years ago, expecting kind of different results that's going to blow up now. Well, the world has changed. YouTube has changed. And it's no longer about making masses and masses amount of content, hoping for the best. It's about search. It's about intent. It's about giving data to YouTube. So you get into those home feeds, those browser feeds, those suggested, because you're now adding real, real value, as opposed to, I have to commit 365 days of the year to making content. That is not a world that we live in anymore. And YouTube doesn't work that way anymore. So it's one of those things that's a great tip. Bearing in mind the content schedule so you don't burn yourself out. And who wants to go into something committing some 
as something for the rest of the year. And in fact, for the next 10 years, you might, you're not going to be able to keep that up. So give yourself the best opportunity by doing that research. So again, Dan kind of made a really good point there of understanding the viewer. What are they searching for? Can you provide value? That takes time to research as opposed to, uh, let me do another episode on my unrealistic journey here. Okay, there, but this, this is, these are hardcore kind of some reality checks, and I appreciate that people might get a little bit upset about this, but that's just what it is. It's the nature of the beast, and that's what we're seeing, and we had to help you not make those mistakes. So uh, don't shoot the messenger. It, it's we're we're all about growth here, right? I mean, that's that's what we do. People ask us, "How can I grow?" And so when I give this advice, I sometimes see pushback of like, "Well, that's not as fun. I want to have fun." I'm like. I want to have fun too. And I do have fun, but there's a balance. Work is still work. You can have a job that you absolutely love, but you're still going to have to work, show (laughs) up and actually do work sometimes. (laughs) And that's a YouTube channel becomes a business given enough time. So yes, it's going to take work. You can't, it can't be 110% fun. You can, you can play your game, but you need to edit the video. You can't just put it all out there. A 40, 50 minute video with no metadata at all, no thumbnail and expect people to find it. It takes work. So speaking of taking work and doing some research, are you finding that people are maybe are choosing the wrong game, maybe the wrong genre? Maybe they love something that only six other people in the world love, and therefore that perhaps is holding them back? What do you think about those? And that's another rough one, isn't it? it <laughs> it's how do you tell somebody, hey, you know your favorite game, you know Minecraft? Yeah, do you realize it's been around a decade? Like, right. did, you, did you consider the, the age of Minecraft? Because for 10 years now, or more, I guess, Minecraft has been recorded by countless YouTubers and live streamed by countless live streamers. And to this day, it's very popular. That's great for Minecraft. But how does that relate to you and your brand new YouTube channel covering a game that's a decade old? It, right. I hate to say this. And again, another reality check might be that Minecraft is is overdone to a point where you can have a channel about it and it might be still a lot of fun to make videos with your friends and have them watch. But at the end of the day, you better be doing something that nobody's seen before or covering something that has not been covered before. And Minecraft might still be an option if you're deep in the mod community. If you're taking community made things and covering those, I've, I've seen success with that. And, and I'm not even somebody who covers a lot of Minecraft these days. So It, it's possible still. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it'd be a lot more. I think it, you would expedite the process of growing your channel by playing a game that may be in the same kind of breadth as Minecraft, but not Minecraft and one that's new and one that is thirsty to grow just as much as you're thirsty to grow your YouTube channel. Okay. So be realistic is basically what you say. It's, I love the idea of considering the age of the game because that isn't something I would have thought it will be more of, oh, I really love this game. Why why not? If I love it, other people love it. And that's true. Many people love Minecraft, but it's been around for a while. Yeah. So much so that even a lot of the big Minecraft channels are actually pivoting away or trying to find it more about three or four or five different people doing a Let's Play. But it's less about Minecraft. It's more about the engagement between the people. So be realistic. Is, is Okay, that's that's great. By the way, it's great also for other channels, not just uh, gaming. Understand going there, eyes wide open. Know what you're getting into. What's the community like? If they're super active, could you leverage that? 
or maybe perhaps it's uh, the last time a Discord message was sent was you know six months ago. Kind of gives you an idea of when you're doing your research. So Dan, you keep going back to research, 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 and I think that's uh, that that's pretty pretty vital. Uh, last tip as we're ending off because um, this is I think a lot for people to take in. So <laughs> some people are going to be having to have a hard reality check, unfortunately, but it's good because it means that they could focus and do stuff that works. When we're done, it's all said and done. We've got our focus. We have niched down. We've got a good game, good content schedule. Final tip for us. What would that be? If you've done all those things, you you now want to spend time on your thumbnail, obviously. I'll, 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 I'll never stop harping on thumbnails because <laughs> if, if you... If you make a video that that the title and the description and everything gets it found in search, but the thumbnail isn't clickable, people are just visual creatures. We we want to see something that is going to make us click, something interesting and unique. Take the time to learn how to construct a proper image, a, a thumbnail. And whether it's Photoshop or one of the free services, one of the dozens of free services out there for, for crafting up a photo, just learn how to do that because you're going to notice a huge change in, in your progress on growing on YouTube when your thumbnails are actually cl- clickable. In addition to that, uh, make sure you've done that research in your title, your description, and your tags. Everything's everything's all hunky-dory. Once the video's up, once, once things are underway, and you're on to making your next one, I would just say that the time you spend outside of YouTube, you can still be working on your channel by not making a video, by just playing your game, getting to know it, and getting to know the community around it. This kind of this is tying up everything we've basically talked about thus far. But go back to that community and continue engaging with them because if you become a presence in that space, somebody that not only are you the person that they're used to watching on YouTube, but now you're here with them talking about the game and, and discussing things you love about it and that you've found and, and picking up on things that they've found, it's it's going to become a situation where even the developer is going to start hitting you up and saying, Hey, I got this new update. It's happened where developers will, will sometimes let people in on the update process before anybody else. And now you have an insider kind of look at, you know, the next thing that's coming up and you get to cover it first. You, you build your relationship with the community and include the developers in that because a lot of game developers look for people who are covering their game and who are doing it well. Well, because it's it's exposure for them. It's right. giving them an outlet. You know, the best advertising when somebody else says how good your stuff is. And right. essentially, you're giving them all that in space. And by the way, a cool little trick here as well. If you go after the very, very popular games, they've got millions of people covering them. What about the up-and-comers? What about the right. indie gamers? What about those guys who really have got amazing content, but not the budget of these big development companies? Find those games and maybe you're their go-to person. Maybe you're the ones who get in on very early beta access or even alpha where you get some say in what's going on. And maybe it's under embargo, but when the game launches, you're ready to kind of attack that market with so much content. And that helps you and it helps them. And the competition is much less. If you bring yourself to the party, well, your gaming channel really can actually grow and grow well. I'll, I'll tell you this before we wrap up. I One of my best friends right now in my life is a game developer. And I started covering their game as a tiny little baby YouTuber. And I started playing their game. It was the first thing that really took off on my channel, which was a Minecraft channel. Um, they're my best friend now. They're one of my best friends. They're 
like just a huge part of my life now because I've built that much of a relationship with them hmm. as time has gone on. It's it's so important to to build those relationships. Well, relationships and communities is basically what YouTube is about. Don't forget, people th don't realize that YouTube is actually a social network. You know, you can comment, you can like, you can share the definition of a social network, right? And we tend to forget that. But remember, you have a voice, you have a community, you have people that love your stuff. And whether it's 100 or 10,000, we all want those big numbers. Remember, each view is a person. Each subscriber is an individual. If I, I always use this example when people say, I only have 200 subscribers. I say, cool, if 200 people are coming for dinner, is that a little bit or is that a lot? Well, that's a lot of people. Therefore, never underestimate your own community and what you bring. Taking Dan's tips into here, doing those research, niching down, really understanding what the community wants and delivering them are great ways to get you onto that road to success. But Dan keeps on harping on the word research. Do your homework, because when you do your homework, you just add one step further. You would never just open a random business in a random location hoping for the best. You would research the heck out of that environment to make sure you're a good fit. And if you are a good fit, then things start to happen. And with these tips, you should be well on your way. So Dan, I won't take up any more of your time. You've got lots of stuff to do, lots of editing to do, lots of content to produce, but really appreciate you kind of diving into something that is up your alley, very much your niche, very much something that you love and our community loves you for doing this because, hey, gaming channels are all the rage and people want those. But the information you give is real, like you've shared with us. So again, thank you very much for your time. And where can people catch you on which stream do you do on vidIQ? Uh, yeah, so you'll find me making videos at vidIQ. Just I've been focusing on gaming. Uh, over time, I may you know I, I may just use gaming as a as a humble example. Um, but you'll find me on the channel audit streams. Just just all around at vidIQ doing all manner of contenty things. Stuff, 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 bunches and things. And for the rest of you still listening, thank you very much for hanging out with us on this episode of Tube Talk. And you know a good gamer in your life that's perhaps struggling creating that gaming channel. Feel free to share this episode with them. Let them be on the right path. Let them kind of do that research. Get your channel focused so that you can rock your gaming world. This is what we're all about. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you liked it. Share it with your friends. Give us a review on the podcast applications of your choice and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Tube Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.